0: Um, and and then uh gargano and champa hashtag diy um and that is my honorable mentions
1: nice (laughs) essentially you just took nxt and just went (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) we take nxt and we put it somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the bear Hook club a pro wrestling podcast of positivity
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Hook Club podcast, coming at you live from Wednesday night, Paul, or if you're listening to us on the edited episode, welcome as well, thank you for downloading. Uh, Greg here, once again joined by uh, Jace and Scott, who's going to go get his tea.
2: It's just bloody rude of him.
1: I know, he's like said all this time and we were due to start and he's going to go get his bloody tea, what a man. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's been what, like two weeks since we last did an episode? We were delayed weeks, last yeah. week. Yeah, delayed last week. A lot of stuff going on in personal lives that we couldn't get through to it. And today we've had a bit of a card subject to change uh, type moment, haven't we, Jace?
2: We have indeed, because our <laughs> resident New Japan expert is not here.
1: It's not here. <laughs> so originally we were gonna be covering uh we, we had a like we've got about well, two episodes covering the G one where we're gonna be doing like the history and legacy looking at this year's tournament as well. And then we were gonna be doing an episode fantasy book in our own. Uh Garrett is the New Japan guy, so without him we're all just a bit like, well we know we know little bits, but we don't know enough. So we've scrambled to pull out an episode literally a couple of hours before we start, and we're gonna be doing the top five wrestlers we want to become all elite. Uh but before we get to that, um, because we haven't been on in a while, I think it's time for a yeet of the week.
2: A yeet of the week. Yeet
1: Pretty of awesome. the week. <laughs> so if you're not if you're not familiar with this, it's uh, something we've been doing on Instagram where every... Week, uh, we upload a video of like some classic Leak Yeet, whether it's from history or something like that might have happened in the last week. Um, I didn't get a chance to upload one this week, but we're going to pull one from last week, which was a Kraken one. So I don't know how caught up in trends you guys are, but have you seen the Milk Crate Challenge at all? Yes. No. No. Well, this is the big thing I'm I've guessing. Seen, across... I've
2: seen bits.
1: Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a challenge where it, it sounds in principle like it would be easy. You stack up crates going up into like a pyramid shape and you've got to walk over them and typically people are just falling flat on the face i saw a horrible one a guy falls and completely breaks his wrist he just stands up and it's limp it looked horrible anyway um wrestling never want to miss a trend uh game changer wrestling had one of their biggest shows a couple of weeks back and one of a bunch of their wrestlers decided to attempt the challenge for themselves so take a look
0: such a good spot that is that is that is just no I didn't expect that at all I thought at the very least I was like if they're going hardcore enough one suplexes them off the other but then you'd need to be firmly planted on the floor for that but the fact that the suicide dive was was so bang
2: (laughs) yeah I I was thinking more it was going to be like a Hurricane Rana situation
0: oh that would have been good yeah but I, I really like that outcome, like the, the um, yeah, no, the, the, there's, there's something very cathartic about watching something being built up smashed, um, and then there's something even better about watching something smash with people on top of it uh, because someone else jumped on jumped at it from another angle, just perfect.
1: Oh, it was, a, it was amazing. They're like watching human bowling, that it was, yeah. very, very, very well done of them. Um, but yeah, if, if you're uh listening to the podcast, um, go, go check it out on, on the YouTube version of this. That's all I have to say. Um, so yeah, as we were going through there, oh, hang on. Ah, oh, hey. oh, no.
2: <laughs> wait, what
1: well, he's there, but he ain't here. What's, what's going on, Garrett? What are you doing? I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get back
2: to it. You've got time to type. You've <laughs> got time to stream. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, yeah, as we were saying, uh, Scott, we had a card subject to change moment, and we are obviously covering our top five wrestlers that we want to become all elite. Because it's fair to say, in this year alone, AEW has basically become has had a landslide of amazing talent jumping ship, or. Debuting for the company. I mean, you look at the like just the last couple of months alone, you've had obviously Punk, Brian, uh, Malachi Black, Adam Cole, baby. Um, question to ask like, given how it's only been what two over two years, just slightly over two years now since um kick started, do you think it's already becoming a place that a lot of wrestlers are aspiring to go to rather than WWE?
2: Oh, definitely. I think it is because. If you think like before AEW, the goal was, but really to make money in wrestling, you had to be in WWE or be a former WWE guy.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, if you look at like, or you, there was very rare occasions like the Bucks and Kenny were making, were making money, not being in WWE, but then like you look, Cody came out of WWE and was making money. Yeah. But now with AEW, you've got another big wrestling company, which I wouldn't say it's a household name yet, but it is getting there. It's got a billionaire benefactor. Like you can go there, you can make money, and it looks like wrestlers are a lot happier there. Yeah, and I think at this at this stage, like after like post COVID, if wrestlers like any other industry, like. People are no like. If you look at what's happening in America, where there's like a worker shortage, Mm -hmm. like because people aren't willing to put up with the bullshit anymore. This is an alternative where people look like the people are happier. They've got more control over what they what they're doing, and they haven't got a senile person in their ear telling them what to do.
0: (laughs) It's perfectly said. It's yeah. It it. It's exciting because um, the thing is with WWE holding all of the chips like they did two and a half odd years ago um, was that – if if anyone wanted to make it on the wider known mainstream wrestling scene, they had to adapt to WWE style. That was the quote unquote point of NXT was to get these guys through developmental, teach them the WWE way, the WWE promos, the script work, the uh, the crowd, crowd handling, and the very very uh, uh, I, I'd hate to call it safe. Because the way WWE wrestling matches work aren't entirely safe. We've seen injuries before. The Big E spear out to the outside is a good example how it's not exactly fucking like, you know, Miz-style safe matches or anything like that. But if you compare it to, let's say, for instance, the Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho type
1: yeah, death match,
0: yeah. then, then it, it's, it's, it's safer family-friendly wrestling. But not everyone fits into that style. Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley is a prime piece of evidence to this. Uh, he like sure it got everyone, it got he, he 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 had hell in a cell with Seth Rollins, which is really good until the hologram, and you know like <laughs> he he he, he, shoot, he like you get, you get to see glimpses of what their actual style is, but it would never work in WWE's family-friendly television, where they want some larger-than-life, big, bulky character to hold the title, when, that, when everyone wants to be the best at what they do, but not everyone can be action-man-style built. So, it gives people options. It's exciting. It means people can be themselves now uh, and it be have success in the level of Orange Cassidy, where you can just be a good character with like comedy sure but with layers you can be you can be like cody who's just not the he's just like a very traditional wrestler but isn't built like at triple h he's just he's a great character the aw is like the home of characters whilst ww they're just two very different styles and now People who can succeed in the WWE style have more time to try and do that, and the people who can succeed in the AEW style can also do that as well. And there's also impact in New Japan for everyone else. So it feels like we're back in almost territories talk uh, talk now.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah,
0: it's very exciting. It's very exciting.
2: See, for me, it's like I sort of like I've just thought of this, but I sort of liken it to, um, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. Like, I think Hayden Christensen is an all right actor, but I think because he was so young, being in such a big film with such a big name behind it, George Lucas, if he thought a bit of the script, like I don't like sand, was stupid, <laughs> you're, you're not going to say anything to George Lucas about that. Because mm. George Lucas could just go, right, we're just going to start again, get someone else. And it's sort of like that with WWE. Like, if you're a young up-and-coming wrestler and you get given a terrible gimmick or a terrible promo, you're not going to turn around to Vince McMahon and say, "That's fucking stupid. I'm not doing that." And because there was nowhere else for so long, they didn't have a choice. But now they do. It's like WCW. Like, once the once wrestlers have a choice, it's going to force. It's going to force them to be like, right, either I can stay here, do the shit and get paid, or take a risk and go there. And I think most people now are willing to take the risk because WWE has gone so bad yeah
1: i think i think for me the way obviously the way it was for a long while was if you wanted to be in wrestling and actually wanted to make the big books wwe was all you could really aspire towards and that would have obviously involved you have to basically learn their style you have to do things the way that they want to do it which has gotten a lot worse as we've seen over the years but because of how much wrestling like I, we are basically in another golden period which has been stretching for some time you know indie wrestling got massive in the uk as well as like kept getting bigger in the states so that kind of gives a little bit of an alternative new japan obviously went back to prominence but then now there is like this big other wrestling company where wrestlers who do just want to wrestle. It's like what CM Punk said when he returned, he left, he, he says he left wrestling in 2005 and he's come back to it in 2021. It's because if you go to WWE, they are more about the entertainment rather than the wrestling. And now there is a place where actual wrestlers can go to wrestle. So I think that's why a lot of them are preferring AEW because it's a bit more free and it is actually focusing on the wrestling aspect of it. Um, Right, well, we'll kind of get cracking into our list. Um, I'm going into it if someone, if you listeners at home want to do it, there wasn't any rules implied. Like uh, when I was putting mine together, I tried to avoid New Japan and Impact Wrestling guys because with the Forbidden Door being open at the moment, it could be a guarantee that any of them could eventually show up for a match at least. And then you know they basically had an All Elite moment. Um, how did you guys find putting the list together, Scott? I know you basically struggled with too many names. You're gonna you're gonna wear out our honorable mention section.
0: <laughs> I really am. I really, really am. Uh, that's probably gonna be uh yeah, no, it was it was more just a case of like I had to very quickly fantasy book in my head and being like, okay, I've got all these names, but who can I picture in the storyline that's gonna make me slap my wallet on the ground and fucking pray? So uh, I've I've gone for just those names and I just started thinking of dream matches in my head. Uh, of which there are plenty, especially on WWE's mid-card. Uh, yeah. And, and even in wider indie wrestling, I found I got a couple of names from there too. Um, and and NXT mid-card as well. There's so many names. So many. But yeah. Absolutely.
1: Jace, how did you find oh. it?
2: I'm going to be honest, I haven't put a list together. I'm just going to say the first five that pop into my head.
1: Okay. Right. Well, uh, like, been...
0: it, look, yeah, I like these it. opposing styles. This is very synonymous to what yeah. we were talking about earlier. You know, you got to have a variety.
2: Scott's very like, has to be like this, like this, like this. And I'm just like, eh, hey, we're just going to have a party over here. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> I, am the, I am the AEW in this situation. I just fold <laughs> the floor, let people do what they want. <laughs>
0: What's that? You write your promos, you fucking loser.
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, boys,
1: we'll crack in. Uh, Do you want me to kick off the list? Yeah, go for it. Right, my fifth pick would be Volta. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you for why. Um, Essentially, with WWE making all these different cuts across the board... Um, they've already with the relaunch of NXT, they've already stripped back a lot. of The promises of the like, whole global expansion that Triple H wanted to do of having an NXT in like every continent, pretty much. I, I generally don't see NXT UK surviving much longer. It's, mm. Even though there's brilliant matches, brilliant talent involved, it's just not pulling in the figures I think they want. And as a result, I think Vince will be like, "Well, why do we still have it?" Now that obviously means they could bring people across, and the word is they want vault and more on NXT, the main brand NXT. Going forward, following that Elia match, but if you know of uh, he's a man that he loves Europe. He doesn't. The big reason he's not fully with WWE is because he doesn't want to do the traveling and he doesn't want to move to America. So if he does, it's gonna be a lot of backwards and forwards. And I think even once he's done NXT, if he wins their big their belt and then drops it, what's he gonna do next? I don't see him having a run on the main roster. AEW is more of a better prospect for him because again, he lo- he's a wrestler's wrestler, right? Mm. the dream matches they're amazing i'd finally get my dream match of him and kenny omega that'd be amazing plus yeah. they're very liberal with um the talents obviously pack being the example he lives in the uk and comes across for shows and because they don't do like a heavy touring schedule that means volta would be able to do the same he could still live in europe come across for some matches go back and forwards, and be open to being able to do other wrestling stuff as well because like again if we're in a w dot tied to them exclusively they've shown up in other places and yeah i mean just just the dream matches there i mean my god him and him and kenny omega is top of my bucket list of dream matches which is why i put it on our super card well when i voted for it and yeah just that alone makes me want to see him show up in aew
0: Lance Archer as well comes to mind too. That would be a big Hoss fest, and oh, I want to see that. That's all. Yeah, Walter is also number eight on my list, so I'll get to cross him off. Ooh, now. close. Give,
2: give me if we're talking like three matches for Walter in AW, we've had Lance Archer, we've had Kenny Omega. Give me Walter Moxley now. Oh,
0: yes, I'm just it picturing.
2: It's a match that's already happened, but I'd love to see it again. Walter Park.
0: Yes, I want to see Walter chop light tubes into Moxley. That would be <laughs> that would be a great spot. Um, I'm just trying to think of others as well, because there's there's some good ones that are coming to uh, mind like, straight away. Walter,
2: Walter can be the kind of guy as well, like obviously. As Greg said, he loves he loves being in Europe. He doesn't want to move to America. He can be a guy who sort of not to the extent of Brock Lesnar, but he can be a guy who just shows up, does a couple of weeks, has a match, and then disappears. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. He, I mean, he, he, his, can, he can do that very because of his stock in NXT. I think he's he's still not quite on the level of being a household name, but I think. Given the popularity he's got, you bring him over to AEW, they could easily build him up as that Brock Lesnar-type monster. And like you say, if he doesn't want to be there full-time, have him come in a couple of times a year just to do big programs for these three matches, and it'll make money, and it'd give me such a wrestling bonus in the matches that he has. It'd be great.
2: I mean, it's a household name. I think for the AEW crowd, he is...
1: He'd be up there. But no, like in terms of a wider audience. If you
2: turned up on if you turned up on SmackDown on Friday, most of the crowd, or most of the just the casual fans, probably wouldn't know who he was. Or they might have yeah. heard of him, but they didn't know what wouldn't know what he was about. Whereas if you if you turned up on Dynamite tonight, everyone the, the place would erupt.
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Just, just hit the opening part of the symphony, and I think the place yeah. would just go mental.
2: Yeah, it, it could
1: be, it could be a
0: great excuse for AEW just to come to Europe for crying out loud, come to Europe, because uh, if 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 they if they make that like a regular tour, if AEW come do like uh, a European tour like once a year, maybe, um, then we can be uh, then like we can be like, oh, that can be when Walter comes in, they come like. Basically they come to the UK and like you're like, right, who's Walter battering this time? That kind of thing. Um
2: Yeah. yeah. It, like AEW could even like do that, like make a pay-per-view, a yearly pay-per-view in the UK around Walter. Or even not oh. even the UK, like if, even if it toured Europe, like one year they do it in the UK, the next to do it in Germany, in France, in Italy, whatever. But like that's that's Walter's I
1: Bloody love Walter. A bloody, bloody love Walter absolutely i'm glad that went down well um scott why don't you take us through yours we'll let jace fly by the seat of his pants last <laughs>
0: okay okay so just to be clear we're including teams as well as yeah the...
1: absolutely if you, basically with this list you could have had a whole tag team for an entry you could have picked a, obviously a women's wrestler uh, whoever you want to see basically
0: wonderful good because I got the lot in this list but I'm starting off with one of my favorite wrestlers of the modern era who I feel like would shine back under his previous style especially given the people who currently work for AEW my pick is Shinsuke Nakamura um uh, I I want to see, I've been wanting to see him versus Kenny for a while I've also been wanting to see the King of Strong Style again for a while. He's getting sort of back to it with the Boog stuff. He's getting TV time. Fine with that. Um, but get out of there, Shinsuke! I want, I want, I want the, I want the strong strikes. I want, I want basically just the energy of his match with Sami Zayn and his matches with AJ Styles in New Japan, and just let him loose in AEW. Uh, and give him, give him Omega, give him Danielson, you know. Go, uh, yeah, they, I just and bring back the e- extra entrances, not not the WWE ones. Although they, that some of the ones in NXT were brilliant mm. with the strobe lighting, but give him the massive crown and the dancing girls and the the old boy weird parade thing he got. Uh, give him the most flamboyant outfits on the planet. Yeah, no, I I adore Nakamura and I want to see him in a couple of dream matches.
2: Yeah, Nakamura, like he's. I hope if WWE because WWE missed the missed the boat on pulling the trigger on Nakamura. He should have won the title from AJ the year he won the rumble. Like I reckon, if you said to people like, who won? Like, has there been a has there been a, a Japanese Royal Rumble winner? Did say no, because it was just so unmemorable.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah,
0: which is a shame for arguably my favourite Royal Rumble match, at least of the last fifteen years.
2: Bit, so, see, that's I think that's got my favourite Royal Rumble moment, where you had Bala, Reigns Nakamura, Cena, Orton, Mysterio, mm, you had yeah, that stare down. Um, that's one of my favorite Royal Rumble moments, and that's when you were like, "They're going to pull the trigger on." Well, they're either going to have Reigns Ro- do the double because I think he won it the year before, yeah, or maybe in the year before that, and they're or they're going to do it for Nakamura. But yeah, he, Nakamura in AEW is just a license to print money,
0: because
2: mm. he has the veteran. Yeah, he, he, he's. He could put together an amazing match with a bloody mop. We know this.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But he's also got that wisdom, that veteran wisdom to be like, to say to the younger guys, right, here's what you're doing. If you tweak it a little bit to be like this, you're golden. Mm. And there's not really like that, I don't, I'm trying to think, there's not really that really big, Japanese name in AW permanently.
1: No. Yeah,
0: permanently. I mean, like, yeah. He's got like,
2: people coming in, yeah. Mm. But there's no one there who's permanent. Which I yeah. think Nakamura just... Even if he's, like, does like, being wrestler and, like, a coach to the younger guys, like, teach them that strong yes. style. Because mm. I think that's, that's something... WWE just lacks, like we've talked about, it has to be the WWE style. But if you look at Zayn Nakamura, two different styles that just work together so well. But apart from that, it's everyone's pretty much got the same moveset. Like, you know, you, any match you watch, you know, you're going to see a suicide dive. Yeah, and I think have Nakamura there, get a couple of different styles into people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, and
0: it's sorry, Greg. If it just one last thing, if if that doesn't sell you enough on Nakamura, uh I would just like to say, imagine Excalibur calling out for the bomb IA knee. It give it its original name.
1: Oh yeah. Anyways,
0: it's very sorry, Greg, as you were.
1: <laughs> no, sorry, man. Um I was just basically agree with your point. I think for me, Shinsuke peaked with that Sami Zayn match. And that is like his debut match. Like, I think from there, fair enough, his NXT run was good. Um, but then we got the main roster. It just feels like he never fully gelled with the WWE style. And then on top of that, they've they've somewhat pushed him, but they're never fully always known what to do with him. And I just feel like he must be reaching the point where he, he's maybe getting a bit fed up and he's not. If he goes to AW, he can just be fully back to like how he would have worked in New Japan. Like he can let loose the strong style again. And I just think <clears throat> he could, it would, it's, he's obviously like quite a lot more senior as well. I think if he's going to look to round out his career soon, that would probably be the place to do it. And on top of that, like a lot of the reasons he went to WWE are no longer there anymore. He never fully got to fulfill them. So I think one of the big reasons he went there is because he wanted that match with Brian Danielson. And to my knowledge, I don't think they ever did have a match. I could be wrong.
0: No, uh, I. So, hmm. hmm, to, to, I think t- a tag match might have happened, but I'll need to look yeah. that up.
2: I think they might have like teased, like potentially doing a match in like a rumble or something, but it just never, never came about.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, I mean, proof is there. Like, if they, if they had had a match, we would have probably remembered it. But yeah, the idea that them two just colliding would just be an ultimate dream. So yeah, that's definitely a top choice. Uh, well, Jace, you speak, have speaking,
2: you sorry. Speaking of Nakamura, yeah. He's never lost a match with John Cena. Not many people can say that in WWE. He
1: ha- yes, yes, exactly. Ah. That's yeah. a hell of a record for him to leave on. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you got one for us at number five,
0: Jess? I've got one.
2: I've got okay. one. Kevin Owens.
0: Yeah, that, so I'm going to cross that off my list as well. That was
1: 27 <laughs> for me. So I, I I kept him off mine because obviously there's the rumours about that he could potentially be going there when his contract is up. Bush.
2: I haven't seen these. I haven't seen these. Rings. Oh, okay.
1: Well, uh, give us your reasons then why you would want to see them. So that.
2: basically, Kevin Owens, because he is amazing in the ring. Like he could have great matches with, you're going to have more great matches with Jericho. He could have great matches with Omega, Penta, Phoenix, uh, Malachi Black, everyone. But the main reason I want him in AEW Is because I want Kevin Stein going one on one in a promo battle with CM Punk. Or that would be good.
0: Kevin Stein versus MJF.
2: Yeah. Just like. And I think AEW's style would benefit him more because he. Mm. Because Kevin Kevin Owens at the minute, I think he's one of like maybe five wrestlers who doesn't have to... Who's allowed to go off script? Yeah. I think it's like, Reigns is allowed now, Cena, The Rock when he's there, KO, and I think... Well, and Paul Heyman. Yeah. They're the only ones who don't have to stick to scripts. But obviously they still have to keep it PG. But if he went to AEW, just imagine the absolute fire...
0: Yeah, I will come
2: out with that microphone. Get and again, get just the, it, the, the dream matches. Yeah,
0: get get Fuego del Sol to sell the stunner for crying out loud, uh, and bring <laughs> bringing the stunner bringing the stunner to AEW, uh, um, including the rest of Kevin Owens's like stupendously good move set, would be uh, a blessing. He's got. He's very much a Ring of Honor style of wrestler. He came from the yeah. same kind of alumni that uh, Tyler Black, Seth Rollins, uh, and CM Punk did. It's very much that kind of high octane Ring of Honor American indie style, and it's a spectacle for sure. And uh, it fits in AEW so so well. Yeah, it's a great pick.
1: Hundred percent. I mean, he's he's the same kind of name of. Like when Adam Cole went across there, it just made sense because that's where a lot of his friends basically are now. And again, Kevin Owens is a guy he's in it for the wrestling. And fair enough, he's good at the entertainment side of it, which is why I think Vince has always been a bit keen on him because he can talk. I mean, not Vince McMahon has not let many people headbutt him for oh, I, you know I, I what I'm saying. Hard
0: way too, and he yeah. played hard
1: so so, I think Vince does have a bit of a liking to Kevin. But yeah, I think I've, I like, um, obviously, you didn't hear about this, Jace. But yeah, big rumors are about his contracts due at the end of the year. And all reports seem to point to that, yeah, he's probably he's not going to resign and he is going to jump ship. I just think it, it would, like like we've been saying, though, it, it, it is just a much better fit for the kind of person he is. Um, I mean, he's probably, I think he was always a WWE fan at heart, but he's kind of had his moment there. I think he's done pretty much all he probably can do. I mean, I just don't see him getting another run with the Universal or WWE Championship, you know what I mean? I feel like he had that run in the sun, and now, because other people are more of the focus... If he went AEW, maybe he could have a big run with something like the TNT, or even, eventually, the AEW title.
2: See, I think the, the way Owens has been booked in WWE, like even when he was Universal Champion, he... Was still booked like a mid carder.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Fully. And Fairly. I think
2: AW, especially like, because he'll have Jericho in his corner all the way when it comes to how he's booked. Like he could, like, AW could book him to the moon, to the absolute moon, and yeah. get him that main event status that he deserves. <laughs>
1: No, 100 percent Uh, ready to move on to number four, gents? Yeah. Yeah. So for my number four, I decided to go uh to a guy who's recently been doing some great stuff in Ring of Honor, and he's kind of a very savvy mind when he comes to his own sort of social media and handling stuff outside of wrestling, and that is Danhausen. Danhausen? I don't know if I know Danhausen. Ooh, well, it's so, Danhausen would essentially be a great wrestler to add to. Because the one thing AEW is not afraid of doing, it's a bit more things on the comedic side. I mean, obviously, you look at how well Orange Cassidy took off, even though he does tremendous wrestling as well. I think Danhausen would be the perfect wrestler to add to that. I, I think I need to get a picture of him just so you can kind of see who he is. So, he's really hard to describe. He's a guy, he's actually one of Conan O'Brien's favorite wrestlers because. Uh, Danhausen is very much influenced by Conan O'Brien as he is by uh wrestling. Um, and he was actually on Conan O'Brien's podcast to like uh, tell him about his gimmick and stuff like that. Essentially, his gimmick <laughs> is um. Very nice, very evil. So he plays this kind of character that's meant Ooh. to be like an evil baddie, but he's actually um, polite. Like, so a big thing part of his act is he doesn't like people swearing. So if he's in the ring with the opponent and they start swearing, he, he, he like kind of scolds them for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing as well, like um, if you look back at his early career, because like once I get this picture up um, to kind of show you what I mean, um, when you look back at his early career, he's also a really good worker. Um, his original look. <laughs> had a bit of like a Tommy end, Alistair Black kind of look to him. He has the tattoos and he was very like gift, like skilled with his kicks and his chops and he's quite athletic. But then because like, it wasn't like the most original thing, he leaned more into this sort of comedic styling and it's done really well for him. So he signed a ring of honor last year and he does really well on things like Cameo and uh, his YouTube channel. Uh, this is what oh, he like. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's really good. Now. I just think, oh, like, sure. um, he's already had quite a storied... <laughs> he's um, <laughs> already had quite a storied indie career with the likes of War Horse and Orange Cassidy, and I just think he'd be quite a, another unique element. It would help with... Because I think, even though AEW is more focused on the rest, and I think they do still need that kind of... Uh, Extra bit of entertainment side of it to keep like any casual fans that they might want to try and bring across. And I think Danhausen could be that extra layer because he could bring that good comedic element to it just to kind of break down the non-stop good wrestling. So yeah, Danhausen.
0: Very nice. I'll have to look up clips of this. Uh, I I'm 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 just literally looking up pictures of him now. Uh yeah. No, I'll, I'll have to watch clips of this <laughs> yeah. guy. This guy's I'm not honestly listening.
1: Oh, he's great. He he's goes on YouTube channel um, and he does like unboxing and he goes to like conventions and stuff. And he always pretty much does it in character. Uh, listen to, so Conan O'Brien's got quite a good podcast called Conan O'Brien needs a friend where typically he interviews celebrities, but he does like an offshoot called Conan O'Brien needs a fan. The very first episode he did of that, he interviews Dan Housen and asks him about his wrestling career and he ended up becoming Conan O'Brien's favorite wrestler. So yeah, Dan Housen. Oh. <clears throat> um, I'm guessing you guys won't have too much to add to that one. So, Scott, what was your number four?
0: My number four... Um, my number four is... It was, he's been on the mind today because I watched uh, the, a match he had with Sami Zayn in NXT years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it led me to a clip of this guy's wrestling highlights and I'm shocked that WWE has not plastered this guy with titles, it's a Zaro. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how on um, how, because the guys the, like it was typically used an example for a uh, by Vince man in the, in the broken skull uh, sessions as someone who does not gra- grasp the brass ring. Right. I think that's ridiculous in so, so many ways because it's not just this guy's style but it's his strength, the work he must put in in training and at the gym to get his body the way it is. He's naturally charismatic. He's he's had multiple phases, a brilliant uh, tag team with Tyson Kidd, like, which was arguably one of my favorite uh, multi-tag matches in WrestleMania history. And I think, if I'm trying to remember WrestleMania 31 well enough, not sure if it was on the undercard or not, um, but it was still like a really good match. Um, it was like them, the New Day, someone else and someone else. Um, yeah, uh, and and he even had the whole gimmick where he was coming on dressed as James Bond, but just with a tearaway suit. And it was my favorite oh, thing for so long. Oh, the bar as well. Bring Sheamus yeah. over to AEW with them. Screw it. I'm going <laughs> to change this from just Cesaro to the bar as a whole. Because <laughs> what a tag team that was! That was just, oh, their entrance was phenomenal.
2: Arguably, arguably Sheamus's best work as well.
0: Yes. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I and I and I like the work Seamus is doing now. To be fair, his whole yeah. like weird Irish gangster gimmick, I like it. Um, but like, like
1: Irish peaky blinders. Yeah. Kind of
0: yeah. Um, but it's just. Send send the bar to AEW. Let them have a match with uh, Santana and Ortiz, or let them have a match with Lucha Brothers, or ah, oh, uh, or or um, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. that will be that'd be a great match too. Uh, yeah, just I'd, I'd I'm gonna change my answer from just Cesaro by himself to the bar. I sold myself on that idea midway through describing Cesaro, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd have the nope. bar in AEW. Like, the bar were one of them tag teams that just should not have worked. Yeah. yeah, it, should, it shouldn't have worked, but it did. And thank God it did, because I think if it didn't, like, the only tag teams really in WWE at that time were the New Day and the Usos. Mm. And yeah. as much as... Like I love the Usos and the New Day's matches because they've always been fantastic. It was just nice to have that third team mm. in there. But yeah, like like you say, they could have matches against the Lucha Bros, the Bucks, uh, anyone, really. Any private, type team private, party.
0: private party, private party, would be a great match.
2: Like they could even even like. So uh, you might not know this, but TNA used to do a thing called uh, the Deuces Wild Tournament,
1: hmm.
2: where you'd basically you'd go, you'd draw a name out of a hat, that's your tag partner, and then there was a, like a knockout tag team tournament, winners become number one contender for the tag titles. But so they did it somewhere, it was actual tag team, Someone was like thrown together, and, I, and I, if I'm remembering rightly, that's that, that might have been how beer money came about. Who again, another fantastic tag team team. that that should not have worked but did. So, even if they try to do something in the same way as that, right, we're going to have a tournament, winners become the number one contenders, and then just have like these surprise tag teams coming in. Mm. Yeah. Because then you can have them, even if they don't win it, but you can have them like get to the final and just have dream matches all the way at the final.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express would be another great match. Luchasaurus and Cesaro mixing it up would be... uh, Oh, perfect. (laughs) Uh, And imagine how fast he'd be able to swing Jungle Boy. It would would be (laughs) lightning. He'd
2: he'd be going that fast, he'd actually take off. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And Cesaro, the the
2: helicopter. They're flying into the
0: Allstate Arena, by God.
2: Goes so fast,
1: he goes backwards in time before Jungle Boy was born. <laughs> He's just <laughs> holding a fetus by the end of it.
0: <laughs> That's like a Mortal Kombat fatality.
1: I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, no, again. Oh, oh, got him <laughs> I'm going to beat you so
0: hard. I'm going I'm to pin you before you are born.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just goes yeah, back I and mean... and then he just sw- he's just swinging there he's just got hold of Luke Perry by the balls it's like
0: <laughs> what, Luke what happened here?
2: Luke, Luke Perry, Perry that's the one
0: but even then <laughs> Luke Perry. get Cesaro and yeah, Sheamus um, on singles runs as well Cesaro versus yeah. I know for a lot of these you're going to be like so and so versus Omega but come on Cesaro versus Omega would be a great match
2: see even the bar versus the Rhodes brothers mm.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because, like, legit, one of my favourite tag matches in WWE was the Rhodes Brothers as Cordy Rhodes and Goldust versus The Shield. Mm. I don't think they ever had a match with The Bar, which would have been amazing.
0: The Bar might have been after their time, you know.
2: Yeah, it might have been. It might have been, like, in the Stardust. They might have been the Stardust.
1: It were, yeah, I think it was around that time. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, that would be another solid tag suggestion. Um, I, I agree, I'd love to see the bar there. I just I don't think I'd see Sheamus ever leaving WWE, but I definitely could see Cesaro doing it. I think I think one of the biggest disappointments for this year was when Cesaro had that blinder of a match at WrestleMania, and it was kind of like he was a focal point of it, and it seemed like, all oh, right, so they are they finally gonna pull the trigger, is he finally gonna get to do some big stuff? Had a shot at the Universal title, but then it just feels like they've just once again, like, deactivated that push. And he's just kind of fell back down the card again. So I think he's another one that, like, when he's looking to start wrapping up his career, he'd want to go elsewhere and show the world of, like, how good he was. Because, like, the big reason he got WWE is because he was a huge name in the likes of the PWG and Ring of Honor before he made it to WWE. And everyone thought this was going to be the guy to be, like, the next main eventer there. And like we said, he's always had a push behind him, and then for whatever reason, it just falls short. For whatever reason, clearly Vince just seems to be like, eh. which is
2: completely I, nuts I, to me. I, I think the reason he keeps getting these like mini pushes and then they keep, he keep he's losing them is the only the only fault in Cesaro's game is his mic skills. Yeah. He's, but that might be because of the language barrier or cuz but even then i, mean, I can i
0: can think of a like couple six
2: languages. he speaks six languages he's like he's not going to be like mm. like I, I, I only speak one language but i can imagine if you've got like that many languages kicking about in your head you're going to have to think Yeah, like, like as you talk I... cuz that might be why be like, fair, He's are not very he... good on the mic
0: I I thought like yes, but at the same time WWE have Eva Marie and <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's, there's uh, two I mean,
2: reasons it, they've got Eva Marie.
0: <laughs> well, even like even like Brock Lesnar for example, like Brock Lesnar's not he's he's amazing and literally every department apart from his own mic skills, in my opinion. Please the don't hurt me. The Brock. Difference there. Um, <laughs> the, de- the, dif-
2: the difference there is Thor. Brock's a spectacle.
1: Mm, mm.
2: Cesaro is not. Yeah,
1: true. Or a testicle, if you believe Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, good. Topical
0: and <laughs> clever.
2: <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Solid pick, Scott. Uh, Jace, what, have you got a number four for us?
2: Yeah, I'll go for a one that's a bit... It's probably going to be the one that people are going to disagree with the most. Okay. I'm going to say Roman Reigns.
1: No, I see it. I see it. It'd be be good, but I doubt it's ever going to happen.
0: In a (laughs) Hulk Hogan going to WCW kind of way. In a Hulk Hogan going to WCW kind of way. I definitely see
2: it. I think think now that Reigns is sort of like coming to his own, finally shaking off like the shield and now that he's the head of the table, what have you. Yeah, he could go anywhere. Cause now he knows what he's doing. Kn- knows what he's doing on the mic, he knows what he's doing in the ring, he knows how to he knows how to get that heat behind him. And I think it would be brilliant for some of the like, it'd be like having Jericho, but like a more modern version of Jericho, that big household name to feed to the younger, like the younger people to get them more over. Even if you don't beat him, because they're not going to beat Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: But even if you don't beat him, like to have that brush with him, and like, he, like I could see him being like more of a an Undertaker type figure in AEW of being like that eldest thing, like, even though he's. Still relatively new to the business. Anyway, that elder statesman of being like, if you can hang with him for a couple of segments, you're gonna be all right because he's gonna make money despite himself.
0: Can you imagine Vince McMahon's anger? I reckon it would, uh, like <laughs> genuinely reckon it would reverse gravity. Like people would start falling into the cloud. I'm gonna start.
2: I'm gonna make a Twitter account and I'm gonna tweet Roman Reigns every day, tell him to go to AEW just to see what Vince does.
1: That could it actually t- finish Vince off. That could actually give him a heart attack. I I think it would cause nuclear fission. Like it would
0: just it, <laughs> so, so, suddenly all the lights in like Las Vegas, Nevada suddenly smash or something like that. Some kind of weird natural <laughs> phenomenon would begin.
2: <laughs> I, I just like to think that Vince is such an egomaniac. He's got some somehow that when he dies, he's gonna he's got like lights that's gonna go over him, saying like "game over" or something. And if Reigns <laughs> leaves, leaves AEW it's just going to say him more
0: <laughs> level two <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
0: just like put, put, put in one more credit to continue it's like it's like when you, it's like when it's you die on time crisis continue. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah great pick uh, I'd love to see Roman Reigns in it uh, I'd love to see the whole bloodline because you like
1: Reigns and yeah, the I'll, Usos. I'll change, I'll
2: change it to the Bloodline. Get the Usos there as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. We finally, have the Elite versus the Bloodline, which is basically Ooh. the big faction warfare at the moment, right? That's the
2: well, DX versus no, just,
0: N. I mean, DX versus NWO of now, basically. Yeah,
2: and like just that tag match between the Bucks and the Usos. Like that gives me the biggest direction.
0: <laughs> tell you who I think will have a very interesting kind of match against Roman reigns I reckon he'd have a great re- match re- against Darby- uh, uh, not your erection but although that could be a good match who knows Um I was trying to come up with an insurrection joke because I'd I'd watch dark side of the ring we'll
2: get my we'll have my indirection.
0: Anyways, <laughs> uh, I-, I-, I was about to say Darby Allen versus Roman Reigns would be uh, a great match, in my opinion. In my opinion, I'll be saying this throughout the entirety of this episode. I'll be like, put-, "Put Jungle Boy against Damian Sandow. It would be a good match, and it probably <laughs> would." Uh, but I'm going to say yeah. it anyways.
1: <laughs> I know. I-, I can already picture the spot Darby would have in mind, and he—it's him going for the coffin drop, and then Reigns gets up and spears him midair while he's oh. behind. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you could do that without actually breaking Darby's back, but I'm sure Darby would be like, "Yeah, like, we we could do that." So many times <laughs> I've watched a Darby
0: match, I'm like, "How does he do that without?" Br-? But when he went through when when he went through the casket back first, and I was like, "Nah, he's doing some spinal damage, but it's Darby in it."
1: That CM Punk match where he just gets yeeted into the ring post, like he goes through the turnbuckles yeah. back first. I was like, "Why?
0: <laughs> how? <laughs> yeah, how, how is this guy not in perpetual pain?" But yeah,
2: <laughs> I guess. Like, I, I'll I'll tell you what. With Reigns, I would love to see him have a match with Moxley. he seen him matches Ooh. with Ambrose, but he's never mm. been with Moxley. He's never been with anyone like Moxley.
1: No. No. Yeah.
2: And the story is already right in itself.
1: Yeah. I mean, like you can't like, really so you can say do, the do, shield, but we all know what they're talking about.
2: No, well, no, I don't even mean like that. I can mean I mean like Moxley, sort of like one of the biggest names in the company. Then Reigns comes in, overshadowed him. And Moxley's just like Right you, bastard. <laughs> and he has to say, he has to say sh- that. He has to say, he has to say, it. right right, <laughs> you, bastard. Oh, you little dafty. Oh, come here, <laughs> 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 You <dafty. laughs> <laughs> oh, Have you never heard that before? A,
0: a, no, a, I'm picturing a Geordie John Moxley. It's what I'm picturing.
1: Oh. <laughs> sure.
2: New pitch for AEW: Moxley, Pack, tag team. Moxley <laughs> starts doing a Geordie accent.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure Pack will give him some good tips.
2: <laughs> there was that story in WWE, wasn't there, where Miz wanted Neville to teach him the Geordie accent because apparently oh, he, he had. Yeah, because uh, apparently the the story was the Miz had got cast pl- to be playing a Geordie. And wanted Pac to teach him how to what do a accent. <laughs> just every week it was just, uh, it was just the Miz like trying like different ways to get him to teach him. <laughs> That's but, mad. But like it was, it was before like before he became like uh, the king of the cruiser So he was still like a baby face. Yeah. But he was yeah. just like, just every time he was just like, <sighs> just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know I don't think that would have been hilariously depressing watch trying to watch the Miz do a Geordie accent. I'm sure he called him Bonnie lad at one point as well. Oh god.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Americans just stay away from the Geordie accent.
2: Uh but solid number four picks.
1: Guys. How, how really do you like say them. this? way and shite? What does it
2: <laughs> mean? <laughs> 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 Uh, my, well, to be fair, my... it's, like that, it's, like that when you, it's like that when you go to London.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Bet, like, me, and even, me and Greg aren't even Geordies, but we oh I love your Geordie accent. We're not we're not Geordies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Macams. Um
2: What?
1: <laughs> no, <we're not. laughs> we're not, we're not I'm joking.
0: That, I'm yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um
1: so number three. My yeah, so my number three, uh I'm going with Finn Balor. Or Prince Devon, mm. as you would be if you went there, uh, mainly because when it comes to uh, Finn's running WWE, yeah, I'll get into that. When it, when it comes to Finn's running WWE, first of all, it's his NXT stuff that he's really done well in main roster. Yeah. It's been a bit similar to Shinsuke or Cesaro, had bits of pushes, and it's clearly he's over the fans, but it's never over when he won the Universal titles, just never. Seen a lick of the main event scene again. Like, I mean, recently when he, he's come back, he was in placed in the Roman Reigns and John Cena storyline. And fair enough, it's led to a match now, but it still feels a bit of an afterthought. Um, I just think the perfect storyline for him right now is for him to go to All Elite and be part of the Elite storyline. But I'm not going to have him join the Elite. Have, like, a Civil War-type scenario. So he takes Gallows and Anderson... So then you've got Gallows, Anderson, and Balor on one side, and then you've got Omega, the Bucks, and Cole on the other side.
0: Yeah, Bullet Club
1: Elite Civil War. I think the matches and the storylines basically write themselves with that one.
0: And and you could even yeah. go a little bit further and get like um, the the newest Bullet Club, the one that currently in New Japan, get Tamatonga in, get Jay White in. that would be yeah, spectacular. Yeah. Get that. Get faction warfare on. Three sides, like three eras of Bullet Club, that'd yeah. be brilliant.
2: I'll I'll, I'll even add, I'll even add one more to that. Who I was, I think I was going to choose this guy as my next pick, but I'll just throw it out there for this one. Okay, get AJ. Mm. There we go. And then you can have like you can I'll have like, cross yeah, can number have fourteen
0: leaders. off my list. <laughs> so you can have
2: like even if you don't bring in like the current Bullet Club, you've still got like the three, the first three <laughs> leaders the Bullet Club, in there, and it's just all out, like, fighting for, like, who's actually going to be the leader of this group. The only thing with that, though, is, is it going to go a bit to NWO?
1: Well, no, because it's... Well, I suppose in the sense that when NWO did splinter into different fashions, like Latino World Order and the Wolfpack, maybe, but... I, I don't think it would. I think, I think, if I think a could get it right. And given those minds involved, it wouldn't become too blurred. I think they could tell a genuine, interesting story of like, again, a civil war between, well, if you want to add AJ, these three former bullet club leaders over like, who's again, the Rifle people of the elite or the Rifle people of bullet club. I think you could tell some very unique stories of that, especially with the idea of like lots of deception and back and forth kind of stuff. It'd be really good.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I think it, like it could work because I think Balor is another one of them like a like a Kevin Owens or a Cesaro who could come in and be main event. Yeah. Or like not, not immediately, because I think I don't think Balor would want to like just go straight right and I'm, I'm gonna be facing Omega for the title. I think Balor would be more bothered about telling the story of like how he's going to get there. And I think even if they do it, like Bala comes in, don't like, and they don't even mention the Bullet Club stuff, don't even mention Japan. It's just like, oh, we're all friends. And Bala gets sick of Omega being like, I'm the champion, therefore I'm the best. And he's just like, mm, yeah. <laughs> just, just every, just every week, he's just like, mm, yeah, aye, aye, yeah. Mm. And then eventually, just eventually, but then that's when you split, split that group up. When mm. balla's had enough of Omega's arrogance, yeah. Mm. And then it's like, who's who's loyal, who's loyal to Bala? who's loyal to Omega. And it eventually comes down to like Baller Omega. Yeah. I think maybe not even for the title, even if like Omega's lost the title at this point, it's still like you don't need the title for that story.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think what's good about them as well, and I think we could have said the same for Shinsuke, if both like him and the likes of Finn go back, I mean, what's good about it is that he can actually go back and have another new Japan run. I, because uh, he never got a chance to get that, I'd love to see him go back and win the IWGP. Heavyweight title. So you can take that off the list and kind of round out the new Japan side of things. But yeah, I just think I think I think the I think with Finn, it seems like he really didn't want to leave NXT when he had this second run because he was pitching to go to the UK brand as well. It seems like they're more of what he wanted to do. And I just think if he's gonna be on the main roster now, unless he is getting more of a push, I just kind of see him like Adam Cole and like the rest saying, well. A lot of the people I know are now in this other big company doing probably some more stuff I want to do. I, I kind of want to go over there now. Uh, Scott, do you want to take us through your number three?
0: All right. Uh, so, my my number three is inspired by Will Ospreay, who is on the Honorable Mentions. Uh, hi, baby.
1: Hi, baby. Violet cameo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Aww. Uh so my number three was inspired by Will Ospreay mm-hmm. uh, because of a picture he put up on Twitter. But this is a tag team who is not in either WWE or AEW. It's a tag team that deserves to be in the top spot of both companies, in my opinion. And as Progress fans, I know we all love this tag team very much. And by your smile, I think you already know who I'm about to say, Greg.
1: Oh, uh, I, I mean, it could it could be a number of teams, but uh, are, are we? Is it the Swords of
0: Essex? It's not, but it's a good shout. It's Aussie Open.
1: Oh, yeah. nice, nice.
0: I think they are one of the, if not the best, unsigned tag team in all of wrestling right now. I say unsigned. They're still getting plenty of business, uh. But what? like, they they. Every time I've seen them in progress, they've blown me away in both their storytelling and their wrestling. And are I mean, Australian wrestling has hit its absolute peak. You got Buddy Murphy, you got Tony Storm, uh really? the iconics as well. I know so like, yeah, it's just throw Aussie open in the mix as well. Get them a get them a small tag title run. And just, yeah, I I love Aussie Aussie Open. I'd love to see him in AEW. Yeah,
1: (laughs) love that pick. Um, Yeah, Aussie Open. See, Violet agrees. (laughs) Violet wants to see
2: Aussie Open. She's a big big Aussie fan. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? (laughs) (laughs) I
1: just realised... It's free. it's free men and a baby.
2: Yes. It <laughs> three men and a baby.
1: Yes. Three men and a baby. Um, but yeah, Aussie Opens, like honestly, yeah, like you're right. They are what been one of the best untapped talents that are still tearing up on the indies. Like if people if people if people are not familiar with Aussie Open, do yourselves a favor, get a subscription to progress. It's only about five there. Go back and watch their back catalogue through from 2019 when they had a solid run with the Progress Tag Team titles. They had a tremendous... One of the best TLC match I've ever seen was them versus the Swords of Essex. Mm. Fantastic. And yeah, as Scott said, they are... It looks like hopefully there might be bigger things coming now that they've recently fought sided um, with Will Ospreay's faction in New Japan. So hopefully we'll see some solid matches out of them there. Um, but I think, yeah, I think eventually we could see more of them. And I think AW would be. With a B. The perfect place for them to go to,
0: for sure, for sure. Uh, and we've gone through a lot of the. Uh, I could, I could sit here and be. They could face these guys, or they could face these guys, and we could equally just agree and nod our heads and be like, "Yeah, that'd be a sick match." But yeah. young bucks, though. But young bucks, though. It would be great. It would be great. Yeah, It'd be great. It'd be great. Uh,
1: agree. Be great. Be great. Agree. It agrees. Be great. Violet
0: agreed right.
1: earlier. Violet agreed yeah. earlier. It will be great. Yeah. Violet, Violet, and Dad agree.
0: Uh, Violet's so, a big Aussie Open fan.
1: Uh, <laughs> Jase, were you? Obviously, we've already discussed AJ Styles. Was he going to be a number three?
2: Yeah, well, we'll make AJ be number three. Like, okay. he, like goes on his own match with Kenny. Tries to get revenge for the way he left New Japan mm-hmm. on his last night. Bullet Bullet Club turned on him. Right itself really, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I think I think I think like when we covered Finn, we've more or less kind of covered what we would like to see and what he could get up to. I mean, both both would have the sort of again the idea of just getting them involved with the elite and the bullet club side of things. And it's like it just adds an extra layer to a storyline that's already kind of one of the best ones happening in wrestling at the moment. So yeah. Yeah. Um
2: about yeah. in a second, just.
1: Sure. Uh well I'll might as well start kick off my number two while we wait for Jace to come back. Uh, uh so number two, um, I think this one's a one that was probably on a lot of people's lists. Like I, I I had my this is the slot I was a bit like, I'm not sure who to put here, but I think because we want to see more out of them and that's gotta be Keith Lee.
0: Mm. I'll cross number two off my list. Oh, so you had, you had him at number two I as well? Him at, I had him at number two as well, but don't worry. have got plenty of backups, Greg.
1: Okay. Well, I think <laughs> I, th- I think we could both pretty much agree why we want to see Keith Lee there. Talk about, I'd say him and next to Kyron Cross, Keith Lee's been the biggest, like, why the fuck are you not doing anything with him on the main roster? Like, talk, he came off an amazing NXT run he had, a lot of backing behind him. He was a big guy, but like the kind you hadn't seen before, he was different. He was unique. He had the biggest backing performance and he's got the main roster. And what can you say has he done other than beating Randy Orton on his debut of the main roster? Draped in Vince... gold.
0: Great on the mic. Uh, athletic, acrobatic, strong, big, um, hot wife. oozing charisma, hot wife, who's also on my list, by the way. Um, <laughs> Keith Lee literally has everything anyone ever looks for in a wrestler. And more. And the fact that they're thinking of changing his name now and giving him an entirely new gimmick. I'm like, why? This man was a joint North American and NXT champion. Write that. People love Keith Lee. I don't
1: don't get it. I don't get it.
2: Brock Lesnar loves Keith Lee. Yeah.
1: One of the best Rumble moments. Yeah. One of the best Rumble moments recently. You're like, ooh, big boy, you know? Like, that is like one of the best rubs you're ever going to get from Brock. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That was. Keith Lee has had two good Raw Rumbles now, I believe. That's two. Uh, And both times people popped hard for him because it's Keith Lee. Like, it needs no more explanation. Keith Lee was of course my uh, as i just said my number 2 as well because just watch the man wrestle dude watch the man talk watch the man wrestle the man can have amazing feuds imagine a feud between uh, a like for for the number 1 contendership Matt, uh like kind of feud between adam hangman adam page and keith lee and the kind of heartfelt i'm sorry but i need this kind of promos that would go to and fro and the emotion and the wrestling keith lee gets it he gets it he just does and it's sad
2: like i, th- I honestly think like the way cuz a lot of the names we've said have been like we've we've all said like why haven't they pulled the trigger on this person and they've obviously apart from roman they're all people who've came up through the indies mm yeah, like apart from apart from like an AJ Styles, who sort of at that point transcended the industry,
1: yeah,
2: a little bit. Not to the extent of like an Austin or a Hogan or a Rock, but he didn't need to go to WWE. He no. could have stayed in Japan. He could have went to Ring of Honor. He could have he could have just toured small promotions and still made money despite himself. But, like, Keith Lee in AEW would, again, like I said, for Shinsuke, he's he's that guy who, he could be a star maker, not just for himself, but for young up-and-comers. Because it's only a matter of time before AEW start their own developmental system. Because I don't think they can keep pulling from the indies at the rate they're doing and keep everyone happy.
1: Well, yeah, I mean well, to be fair, they already kind of do with dark and dark elevation. It's they obviously not strictly developmental, but that's kind of where they sort of send sort of new prospects in a way. It's but, where uh, it's
0: yeah, it's where they gain like their wins and losses, isn't it? It's where like when they're trying to build someone to be a, t- a contender, they give them jobbers on dark and get those get the win losses up, which is yeah. Very good. Yeah. A uh, very clever way to do it.
2: And, and like you said, Keith Lay amazing, on the mic in the ring. He looks great. The, the fact that he can move like that for someone of his size d- defies physics.
0: It yeah. does. It really does. It,
2: t- it takes the laws of physics and goes, that can get to fuck. <laughs>
0: I, I love the spot where he's running the ropes, someone tries to go into him and he just absolutely just bam like an absolute rebound and they like in the indies i know they just he just sent wrestlers into the literal crowd what i'm th- saying is that that you know that cm punk is doing voluntary crowd dives right now at AEW because he's got a lot of clout right there right now and everyone loves him do just have keith lee cm punk what a match by the way just uh but just have have when they're on the ramp them run at each other but keith lee just off you get. See you later. Uh, like rebound. CM Punk into the crowd just involuntarily this time. It would be sick. You know what?
2: Like what he, like what he did with Adam Cole in the next NXT. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No.
1: Absolutely. Because because CM Punk's over with the crowd. Uh, Keith Lee shoulder tackles him into the crowd, but the crowd just crowd surf Punk all the way around the ring and back oh. to the other side of the entrance ramp.
0: Nothing would make me happier. Nothing would genuinely make me happier.
2: I like the idea that the <laughs> camera is following Punk, and then it gets to a point, and Keith, like, he's like standing on the on the barricade, and like fucking just sp- a big splash, and just flattens everyone. And yeah, Keith,
0: <laughs> Keith, Keith tries to crowd surf and follow, so it's like this weird kind of Benny Hill chase going all around the Allstate Arena. Like,
2: <laughs> I'd, I'd be happy with that.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Make it happen.
2: It's, but you can imagine Punk's just gonna take the piss and just pretend that he's like having a swim.
0: Oh I would. That
2: that's what happened. They're just like swimming Punk swimming away from Lee. Lee's swimming to try and catch him.
0: <laughs> uh that rest, wrestling is the only place where you could uh, fantasy book that and be like that was the best thing that could have happened. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> why so so wrestling is the best. It um, really is. Uh so Scott, if I stole your thunder with the same number two, have you thought of a different one?
0: I do indeed. I'll hit you on my uh
1: I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll that, hit
0: but... you on my number six. Um who in my opinion is the easiest wrestler to book. Okay. I, I say that with the full high like hyperbole no it's no exaggeration it is she is the easiest wrestler to book it's Asuka and I don't know how WWE keep getting her wrong book her literally NXT got it right very right in fact like that's why we know that's why I know that Asuka can be booked that way and booked very easily that way Have her go around in her beige suit saying that no one is ready for her and heck, if she's an AEW, give her Jake the Snake Roberts and send her to destroy everyone on that women's roster to then eventually have a fantastic match with Thunder Rosa and maybe even Britt Baker uh, and, uh, and Ruby Soho as well. Just... Ask her, ask her, ask her, I love this woman. And even when she has a title in WWE, even when she's the women's champion or the money in the bank holder, or she, she's got or, or the commentary you're putting over with all these accolades and stuff like that, I always still feel like that she's a mid carder. Mm. And I, I, I think that's a lag from NXT's booking of her being this goldberg style champion just make her just 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 make her the fight like uh, make her this ah uh, make her the final boss in a fighting game that's all you need to do she's a badass like mask wearing you know she she hits people with her ass and makes it look like she's going to kill them <laughs> It's just it's so easy to book this woman and putting her in AEW with a burgeoning women's division that's going from strength to strength. Um it would only uh it would only see it fly to further heights.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean the matches between her and Hikaru Shida and Funda Rosa and Britt Baker have just oh
0: mm. so mm. good.
1: So good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Imagine the strike fest between her and Thunder Rosa. Imagine. Ooh.
2: Yeah. Like Asuka is legit one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. And having her in AEW will, cause I, you guys might not agree, but I think the women's division is the weakest point of AEW. Hmm.
0: But yeah. it's getting
2: the better. The he- yeah, getting better. The heavyweight divisions fantastic. Their tag divisions on on point. Their mid card is fantastic. It's just the women's division. I think it's just it started off without direction.
0: Yeah. But now
2: it's starting. Now it's starting to get it. It's going to roll on as long as it keeps focused on where it's going. and doesn't try to get there too quickly. Like they're going to be that's going to be fantastic as well. And having someone like Asuka, who, again, could put on a a fantastic match with a mop. Yeah. Who could probably legit kick the shit out of 95% of the people on the roster.
0: Male or female.
2: Male or female. Like, it's only going to make that division so much better. And Asuka could even be... Because apart from um, what's her name, Tessa Blanchett, there's never been a woman crossover into the male divisions since since China. Like on a like on a mainstream like or in the case of Tessa Blanchett, a semi mainstream level, Asuka could be that one
0: mm. who could
2: transcend the the gender divisions. Absolutely. I don't think she, I don't think she should go after Kenny Omega in the world title, but definitely go for the the team. title. Should.
0: I also think she. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I at least as much as I would love to see Oscar and Kenny Omega. I think it would be too soon if you're going to have some. If you're going to try and like transcend the gender boundaries, you can't just say like you're going from not being in the division to now you're the. No, you're the champion.
0: Asuka CM's... It, to to it,
2: it has to be a build, but I think Asuka... Because Asuka's like 38, 39. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that, she, good, like, how, how many more years is she going to have in the business?
0: At least five, maybe f- six, seven. I mean, ten if she... Like, I'm
2: not, I, yeah, I'm not saying she's going to retire anytime soon. I don't want her to retire anytime soon, but... We don't know what she wants in her life. She wants she might want to go on and do uh something like well, what's a degree in she's got a degree in like uh journalism or something like that. She might want to go on and do something with that while she's still got her body as it as it is, doesn't want to go too long. Or she might want to go on and start training. She might wanna she might want to settle down and have a family. We don't know. Put her uh, on
0: commentary, a Japanese commentary sure but put her put her on Japanese commentary for aew because she you can hear some of the promos she does in Japanese to like you know I, I love it when she does this as well even though I can't understand what she's saying but when she's when she just goes at them with uh like in Japanese uh and you can you can tell by like the the intonation and what she's saying that like my god if I knew what she was saying that would have stung uh, I want I want her to do Japanese commentary when if if, if she does retire, because mm. it would be it, that would be way up her street, and plus she's a she's a trained striker. She'll know the moves. She'll uh, she'll know the terminology, and she'll know like this like the stratagem and the techniques. Yeah.
2: yeah, she will be the female the female Japanese Maro Ranillo. Yes, yes. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, but yeah, that be yeah. Her, that, that'll be her like her little handle. It'd be like Asuka, female Japanese Maro <laughs> <laughs> Because you can't yeah. let a woman have nice things in wrestling. Mamma no. mia! What's <laughs> the Japanese for mama mia? <laughs>
0: I wouldn't even want to attempt that. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese no. fans get in the comments. <laughs> like, Quick to, go- to yeah, Google I'm, Translate.
2: I'm not, not going to insult the <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> They, they know. They, they have access to tentacles. I'm not going near them.
0: Technically, everyone has access to tentacles.
2: Not to the rate The Japanese do. <laughs> they, they, they've got Goku and Vegeta. I'm not fucking with them.
0: <laughs> and Saitama, and yeah, no, uh, all animes in general. I think I've been on uh, like, uh, I've been spending a lot of my isolation just perusing TikTok and so many anime things come up and I'm just like, oh, Nelly. Yeah. There, there, there's there's a the little
2: little them lot of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, my, apparently, apparently if, you, if you're trying to say in English, it's very similar, similarly spelt. I'm just going to see what it listens like. Yeah, it's basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll so insert all your clip into
2: the thing. <laughs> <laughs> is, Not thank you. Thank Japanese you. accent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all it is.
2: Mamma mia.
1: Um, that's a solid choice, Asker. I really like that one. Uh, Jace, do you have you pulled one out for us for number
2: two? Yeah, I'll stick with the women's division. All right. Oh. And I am going to sort of bend the rules a little bit, and I'm going to send. Four women.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
2: I'm sending, I'm sending the horse women.
1: So you just got in WWE's women division, basically.
2: <laughs> i
0: worry, I'll, I'll, I'll cross off my number one. That's fine.
2: <laughs> <Is> <laughs> your number one, Becky? It was, yeah. I think, like, there's a reason, right? The four horse women, if, well, they get credited with it, but obviously it was, like, Emmett, Page, Natalia, but the Four Horsewomen have like have revolutionized women's wrestling. From being in NXT to the main roster, what have you? But before the four horsewomen came along, you weren't gonna see a female main event. I mean Trish and Later did it, but how many years it'd been since that? Until the horsewomen came along, you weren't going to see it. So they did that. Then they main evented a pay-per-view. And then two of them have main evented a WrestleMania with Ronda Rousey. And then Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks main evented the first night of WrestleMania. (laughs) These four women can go in there and turn a good women's division into a great women's division. Not just for the fact that they were put on great matches with the likes of Rick Baker, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, whoever. Like, they go in there and say, right, this is how you do it. This is how we did it. This what we know works. But I think because of Becky, Sasha and Bailey being from the Indies, mm. they'll respect people enough Obviously, Charlotte will as well, but they'll respect people enough to be like, right, this is your character. This is mine. Let's sit down. Let's work together. We'll we'll get this to be, to we're, we're going to be better than the men. Mm. Mm. We were better than the men in WWE. We're going to be better than the men here.
0: I was, uh, the, my main point of, because I was going to book Becky Lynch for my number one. Uh, my main point was, of course, because her versus um, Britt, Baker. Britt Baker will be just a dream feud. Uh, but that and the fact that, in my opinion, a good roster is built on like a main four. About Rushmore, if you will. Um, and that's very much what the four, four horsewomen were to WWE. They were... Four main eventers where you could literally, between the four of them, juggle title feuds going an entire year, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, if all four were fit at the same time, you have a and you can build a division around that. And AEW right now, if you think about their Mount Rushmore, to use my own analogy, they have Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. Um and Ruby Soho, as currently, in my opinion, they're big three. They just need one more. One more. Now, to if if we are fantasy booking Jace's idea with this, they don't just get one, they get four more. Who could also like they these seven, you can easily like book women's title feuds lasting from now to 2025. Easily. Easily. You could even you could even start up your own tag division if you wanted to, with the, with the women that are left. Anna Jay and Tay Conti are two of my favorite performers right now. Like, yeah, I still want a place for them on this because they're building both of those guys up really, really well. And not to mention the countless other women that are currently still being built up. The Bunny, for instance, is another great example. Penelope Ford. Um, just... AEW are building it's taking time and there's there's has been some neglect but now with the addition of Ruby Soho especially they are building and if they are to get if if they hypothetically got all four horsewomen WWE would be fucked they would be fucked they that because they're one in my eyes they're, they're one trump card over AEW is their women's division but that's they're slowly losing that With how good uh, Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker is looking to be. But yeah, yeah, no, uh, I absolutely agree with you, Jace, and the matches would be phenomenal. And we'd finally be able to get the Four Horsewomen Fatal Four Way that we've never gotten still. No help. Uh, In NXT. NXT. yeah, but that was before they were. That was before Becky Lynch was the man. That's before Bailey was the role model, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: Yeah, but like another another big reason why I want them there is, like you said, you could build a division around them with, with Baker, Thunder Rosa, Ruby Saw, but you you would have not just the best women's division in the world. You have the best women's division in the world with no competition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and especially like, cause if they do it right, it will go down. If, if they all were to go, if they did it right, it would go down as the greatest women's division ever. Because WWE are never going to be named the greatest women's division ever because they had so long, of Johnny Ace being in control. i uh, no. <laughs> and it was just like, not, like, no disrespect to the women, but when he was just hiring models because they looked good, couldn't wrestle, they were having 60-second, two-minute matches, sometimes even less. Like, it's never going to be... They, they're never going to get over that when it comes to like, writing the history of WWE. And but aw rocky starts which you're gonna have with any company, but build it and build it and build it and just let them be wrestlers first and women second.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely yeah. yeah, yeah. agree with all that. Um, Right. Well, I don't have any honorable mentions. Um, So I mean, I I, I just didn't even write a list. So maybe Scott, you just run through. All, like, as many as the other names as you want, and then we'll just get straight into number one. Uh,
0: if you have any uh, any questions about any of these names or want any elaboration or clarification, just let me know and just stop me. Um, but in the meantime, I'll, I, originally, I originally I came here with 35, uh, which I know is <laughs> way more. Uh, but apparently I needed it anyways, because I needed a couple backups. So I needed to work on the fly. Um, So I'm going to run through a couple of names. Um, Chad Gable, I had. Uh, The Iconics. Um, I have Paige. Uh, Caro Noir, the current Progress Champion.
1: Nearly Uh, made my list, nearly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dalton Castle, I also had. Uh, Ember Moon. Rockstar Spud. El Generico slash Sami Zayn. Mia Yim. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic would. Oh, I miss wow. him so much. Um, uh, Seth Rollins um, slash Tyler Black. Uh, the Viking Experience, Machine War, etc. Um, uh, the rest of the Undisputed Era Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, uh, Roderick Strong. Um, Primate, I have as well. Um, the final boss. Miko Satomura, um, very nearly made my top five. I Was thinking about it. Ilya Dragunov, Sonia Deville, um, Damien Sandow, who I mentioned earlier as well. Um, Ricochet, um, because if the if the forbidden door's open, get Osprey in. Um, have a sanity reunion, which I would love very much, as two of them uh demo and uh wolf are now free agents now too um uh will osprey of course because forbidden door Uh, zach saber jr because forbidden door um and and then uh gargano and champa hashtag diy um and that is my honorable
1: mentions Nice. Essentially, you just took NXT and just went. Yes, <laughs> we take NXT
0: and we put it
1: somewhere
0: else.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone would would um, would would be against that, given the way NXT could be heading now. So, yeah, I think we'd exactly. all be on board. Um, and but it before, doesn't help given my number one. Sorry, <laughs> <it's fine.
2: laughs> before before Greg reveals his number one. Can I guess who it is? Yes, you can. Is it one Peter Dunn? No. Ah. I can
1: see why you think that. I think um, very close to making my list. The reason why I I was originally thinking of... Because, spoiler, this is a faction. Um, I was originally thinking of having two factions in here because number one was always going to be number one. Um, I nearly put British Strong Style in here, but then... It, I could see them having good stuff in AEW, but then at the same time, I just see them being more of a better fit for WWE at the time being, especially when you got, like, they're very much kind of be in part of that entertainment aspect. I think time will tell. I mean, hopefully they'll have a good run on the main roster, and then maybe that would change. But for the time being, they, they didn't make it as high as my other ones. But my number one, Scott has actually already mentioned half of this faction already on his list, and that faction is Schadenfreude. Which, if people aren't familiar with them, uh, is essentially uh, the main version of it now. Is the tag teams of CCK, Chris Brooks and Kid Lykos, and Aussie Open, Mark Davis oh. and Carl Fletcher. Oh. So, if if you're a fan of the indies, you'll have probably seen the merch kicking around. Um, I'd I'd urge anyone to essentially get a subscription to Fight Club Pro and go back and watch them because that's where a lot of this stuff happened. Um, kind of like. Genre was, like, what it was, like, for me, one of the best-kept secrets in terms of factions. Like, if you didn't know about British wrestling, in particular the Fight Club pro stuff, you weren't going to have seen them that much because that's where they did a lot of it. But it was, like, it was honestly, like, their the big thing is they said they weren't a cult, but if you saw them, they had, like, a cult-like following. They were huge. And at one point, their ranks included the likes of Volta, Timothy Thatcher, Lucky Kid. Like, it was massive at one point. But some of the best heel work, and they basically just did it all themselves, like... The creative minds in there alone is crazy. And I think if you took what they did with Fight Club Pro and put it on the AW stage, it would be fantastic. And just focus on that alone. You get two amazing tag teams for the price of one here. On top of that, to add to the division. If, if you want to see how great CCK's work is, go back and again, go to Progress and watch their four matches that they had with Santana and Ortiz when they were still LAX. Yeah, Up there is probably some of my all-time favorite tag team matches. Um, CCK referred their tagline is being sick fucking tag moves. And when you watch them, they are sick fucking tag moves. And I think matches they could have with the Bucks, they could again have with San Ortiz again, Lucha Brothers, it's the sky's the limit. And as we already discussed with Scott, Aussie Open there, again, more dream tag team matches. Again, it's another faction, which I know a lot of people aren't keen on too many factions, but um, I think me and, Gary, me and Gary are in the same camp of like, AEW is sort of doing factions like New Japan, You've got them there, but you don't need to be doing every faction doesn't need to be doing something. You can just pull them out if you need them. And then yeah. the rest can just do their own thing, if that makes sense. So it doesn't always have to be focused on it, but I think having them there, maybe giving them a bit of a dominant heel run, would be great. But yeah, if you aren't familiar with Shaden Freud, go back and sh- like do your research because they they are tremendous. Uh
0: that is uh that is a star stars list of tag teams too. Uh mm-hmm absolutely um i mean
1: they are the two probably most the best tag teams on in the indies that haven't been signed yet yeah. um i think at the moment it would be difficult because brooks is in working for ddt and lycos has only just come back and is working with lycos too so that's kind of coming out of the schadenfreude stuff but maybe delay it down the line and also on top of that uh jonathan gresham who's part of cck also did schadenfreude stuff bring him in then you've got like five and that's another solid wrestler. So yeah. Schadenfreude.
0: <clears throat> nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, I absolutely love it. Um that's kind of like that's kind of like my Aussie Open answer, but with more tacked on, which is even better, yeah. especially <laughs> given CCK and MSK, who are amazing. Uh, I mean MSK are doing some great work at NXT right now despite the new NXT, which makes you really sad. Uh, but they're still yeah. champs, and they're still great. Uh, and their Dusty Classic tournament run was amazing to watch. And CCK... Uh, it almost goes without saying, I love CCK. Uh, and Chris Brooks is... is is is. I've not seen... I, I love him, despite the fact I've not seen enough of him. That kind of thing.
1: Oh. And I think, again, because like it, it, with these as well, I just I just don't see either of these tag teams ever cropping up in WWE. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it, they just don't feel like... I mean, maybe at one point NXT for sure, but main roster WWE, they just don't seem to be that fit. AEW is welcoming to all different kinds, and they would be a perfect fit there, in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, Schadenfreude with... Basically made up of the two teams of CCK and Aussie Open. Uh, Scott, number one. My number one
0: pick is another woman. Um uh, in fact, uh I've mmm I have I wanna tack this on, on as a as a three part draw, but I know that's kind of copping out a little bit. Um, because these these are what I like to refer to as the NXT UK trio. Okay. Um, and I want to choose one of them, but I feel like, uh, I feel like I just want the I want I want to take my cake and eat it. So I might just choose one of them and just leave the other two as an honorable mention, real quick. Okay, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, I think it'll be my number one. Uh, WWE like, I'll echo my sentiments with Asuka. They're doing her wrong. And she's easy. (laughs) It's piss easy. Just have her beat people up. She's good at it. Like, stop getting these weird, morally grey, weird feuds with Charlotte. Fuck it off. Have Have her be cool Australian fucking motorcycle goth Rhea Ripley and have her just... Have great matches. She doesn't even need to say that much; her size speaks for itself. And my other two honourable mentions that I was thinking uh, of tacking on one as a three, but that would be cheating a little bit. But I'll, I'll add these kind of as a as a postal thing. But yeah, Tony Storm, uh, yeah. and Piper Niven or Viper. Viper, dewdrop, um, <laughs> Dewdrop. not
2: dewdrop. Right? Yeah, <laughs> dewdrop <laughs>
0: can fuck off. <laughs> She's she is not called dewdrop. She she, ah, oh, she kicks ass like like
2: like the first uh, dew of spring.
0: Oh, I hate it, because she's so cool. <laughs> I hate it. Don't make yeah, things I to... think are cool not cool anymore by calling them something stupid.
2: Yeah, but we get to see her hurting Eva Marie.
0: That's fine. It, it's fine. I get it. Uh, I, 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 In fact, I like it. It's fine. Just If she's not with Eva Marie anymore... Don't call her Dewdrop. Stop calling <laughs> her Dewdrop. <do> <laughs> She's. Uh, uh. No, I, I, think, I think Viper and Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley could tear shit up, as we've spoken before, as we've spoken in volume on the women's division in AW and how I believe it's really coming through at the moment and blossoming i just want to keep adding fucking water and fertilizer to this flower that's blossoming and what better than just those three specifically for my number one pick rhea ripley to really bolster that
1: solid i mean yeah it's like you said it's like when we discussed the four horse women i mean like um obviously with the four swimming that is very fantasy i think that would be it would be Quite a stretch to see them go there, but I, I those three you might names, get I think,
2: one or two, but
1: yeah, I, I think with those three names, though, I think they could any three of them could easily crop up in AEW because, again, it's a situation where uh, they, they did great stuff in NXT and NXT UK, and then they've made it to the main roster. I, I mean, Dewdrop's obviously getting quite the push at the moment, and I suppose Rira's as well, but you like to say, it's not it's not generally it's supposed to. Be. What the hell's Tony up to at the, at the moment? She's, She's had the old match.
2: Isn't she ta- oh she's tagging with someone? Um
0: I wanna say it's come. no, she's a no, face. Yeah,
2: yeah she had a match. She tagged with someone on Friday against Carmella and Zelina Vega.
0: I wanna say it was Naomi, oh, right. but that's probably it was wrong. Liv Morgan. Liv, Liv Morgan, Morgan, that's the one. Liv Morgan, yeah. But um she's she's just kind of there occasionally. Very much the Liv Morgan spot right now. Where yeah. uh, it's very much just like she's there sometimes. Blonde girl, look, uh, I hate, mm, I hate girl, that, girl. I hate that. Vipers called Dewdrop. Drop. She's never gonna win a title. She's <laughs> never gonna win a title. Oh, they're not gonna. What have they done? What have <laughs> they done? She's I never. Can't
1: believe you've done this. I
0: can't. Oh, oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. The, why? She's never gonna win a title. And new WWE Women's Champion do drop. Fucking, fucking they can do one. That's what they can fucking do. <laughs> and,
1: and brief. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it.
2: it. Seems like, like, you, you, so getting back to your actual pick of Rhea Ripley.
0: Yes, yes, sorry.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, like like you say, like, she's so easy to book, but they've got to like, as the women's tag team champion with Nikki. Mm. Nikki Ash, Because I refuse to call her Nikki A-S-H, it's Nikki Ash. Yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong, love Nikki, she's fantastic, but mm. the characters just shouldn't be together.
0: mm It's like they're trying to force an oddball tag team but without the effort that goes into writing one.
2: Yeah, sometimes works. Mm. Like look at uh, RK Bro. Look at RK Bro look at William Regal and Tajiri. Yeah. Sometimes
0: Uh, it works. Booker team and Gold Dust. Rock and Sock.
2: Yeah, but it's like like, WWE need to get rid of the women's tag team championships.
0: Yeah, just don't but, have yeah. a
2: plan for them if, like, honestly, until I saw like that they'd won them, I forgot that they were even a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, like the issue with them as well is like, and it's kind of in the same with the men's, is that they don't actually have tag teams, it's basically mostly yeah, the made issue. up of teams. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I, has there actually been a women's? Actual tag team that have won those belts, or has it always just been cobbled together? The iconics. Belts? Okay, so yeah, iconics would probably be the standout. You,
2: you could you could argue at the time the Kabuki Warriors.
1: Yeah, a little mm. bit. Mm. But
2: apart but, from uh, that. Again, yeah,
1: yeah it, it's 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 a bit, it's a bit of a joke of a of a division. Like again, I, like so. said, I always forget the belts are a thing, <laughs> you know. Mm. Yeah. Until, yeah. Until they they're,
2: they're so ugly.
1: Yeah, it's just
0: like, it's just like booky little, like, you know, that This is going to be a bit of a pull, uh, but they always remind me of uh, back when I was in primary school and Beyblades were a thing. Beyblades would usually come in three parts with the bottom, the middle, like, metal band, and I. Yeah the top bit is the bit it reminds me of the weird kind of top disc bit with the bit sticking out and it looks plastic and get out
1: that was actually a solid analogy. Yeah. I like it. Thank you,
0: thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, I, was, I was very thankful that landed, because I was like, oh my God, what if these guys are like, what the hell are you talking about?
2: <laughs> yeah, we're not but that no, much nerd. older than you, you know. <laughs> nerd! <laughs>
0: <laughs> but guys... Oh, these,
2: young, these young whippersnappers.
0: <laughs> playing with their Beyblades. You don't know yeah, you're born, you.
2: But yeah, Ripley is Ripley. I'll I'll group in there with Asuka as one of them who could transcend the gender gender divisions. Yeah, I would love to see Ripley kicking the fuck out of MGF.
0: Oh oh my god, yes, that'd be brilliant. I'd love that.
2: Ripley, because of how like her size, because she's like she's what she's six foot thereabouts. Oh yeah. And she's fucking hey. she's hench.
0: Oh like, let me get the exact
2: because, like like she could is one of the like the she's up there with like a china who you could actually see realistically hanging out with the, the men hmm. in the ring.
1: No hundred percent. That would be a great one where um you know Oh my god really could, really could mix it up. Yeah. She's only five foot seven.
2: Is she? I thought yeah,
0: what one point seven one meters. She's only five foot seven. I did not know that at all. But I thought she was—I sure. thought she was tall as hell.
2: Uh, I'm, isn't Charlotte like five ten? I'm sure she's the same height as Charlotte.
0: Yeah, let's look this up, Charlotte. Charlotte's
2: tall because she's about the same height as Nia Jax. I'm sure. Uh,
0: Charlotte's so by one point seven. meters, which is um, what's that in feet? I'd say height, (laughs) uh, say it in feet, you damn animal. Um, yeah, five foot, Charlotte's five foot ten, but apparently, Rhea Ripley's five foot seven. That's that's literally according to Wikipedia. Uh, I mean, I
2: mean.
1: It is one of those things where they always look tall on TV. It's like when me and Jace met Volta and Jace was about was at exactly the same height as him, pretty much.
2: No, yeah. I was about two inches taller than Volta.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. kind of shattered the illusion a bit.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why they get all the fans to sit down for the most part.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like, really uh, cuddly and nice. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when... Uh, Say Tom Phillips, if he with Kevin Owens, Tom Phillips is about my height. Kevin Owens is about there. So he'd like, so Tom Phillips would be stood like, <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: just um, he's on his he's on his knees with a pair of shoes at the bottom of him.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, he he'd he, he legit stand like that. So like the wrestlers were taller than him to keep the illusion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could buy that. <laughs> How tall is Tom? Anyway, Phillips? let me look that
0: up too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's it, we need, we need to do an episode on how tall are wrestlers <laughs> um, that's a good round for a quiz
0: that is and I'm, I've got next quiz so Scott thanks for the up. idea
2: <laughs> spoiler I'm, gonna is gonna look up up, next. Yeah, I'm just going to look up every wrestler's height now <laughs> every wrestler uh, in the history of wrestling
0: Tom Phillips is six foot exactly which is my height uh, so Tom Phillips is the exact height of me. Tom Phillips is the exact house. height of a Scot. <laughs> <laughs> He's exactly
1: one Scots tall. Uh...
2: Anyway, shall we go into my last pick? Mm, yeah,
1: take us home. Take us home, dress
2: So first, um, I forgot. I'm, I'm just going to say an honourable mention before we okay. go. Shayna Baszler.
1: Yes. yes, yes, that's a good one.
2: But my number one.
0: Is the Rock Thunder Brothers? Uh, yeah, I. W- you getting both of them in. Getting yeah, in. yeah. yeah dollars, okay. wire. Get them in. I was I was thinking because it's it's likely they're going to join because of the teasers on for sure. Twitter.
1: One for sure. I think will be showing up in very soon.
0: Oh yes, true. But but. But Mister Bo, Mister Bojangles, uh, Taylor Rotunda, um, I think I think is a really good fit for AEW. I think he's a brilliant fit. He ticks a lot of boxes.
2: See, I, I just want. I, I, sorry, I just want. I, I agree. I've just been I trying to think. Of, <laughs> i, I I've just been trying to think of like how can Bo Dallas do like a a non copyright version of you got to you have to Bo leave.
1: Mm. Just call him B um, Dallas, and then he can actually do, he can actually say believe. <laughs> That's a good
2: point. No, but I think My his, name
1: is B. <laughs> his, his, his
2: new his new name has to be something like um, Oliver Austin, and then it's like you have to. <laughs> <or> Wall-Eve, <laughs> just he just He just tries to make it work, but he just doesn't. I mean, AEW are a T-shirt home... company,
1: they can make it work. I'm just picturing Stone Cold. Well, you said that, I'm just picturing Stone Cold Steve Austin as Oliver Twist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's just that needs to get
1: Goddamn, sir! Can I have some more?
2: Hey, yes, sir. Please sir, give God me some more a kettle of bullpuss, you? <laughs> Have some more, you son, bitch. <laughs> he
0: just smashes two bowls of gruel together.
1: And
2: just... <laughs> if anyone wants me to get more gruel, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want more? You want me to whip your ass backwards? <laughs>
0: Going across that, like you know, that cafeteria thing of the where they work, and he's just standing on each table and be like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, I,
2: "I like the idea of uh, he just uh, he's going around the cafeteria, but whenever one of the like the the workhouse like staff come over, and just oh yeah, you son of a bitch, stunner. <laughs> Next one comes along,
0: stunner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sir, could I have some more? More?
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, What? what? <laughs> Etc. <cetera. laughs> I think I've got my next Instagram teaser that I'm going to have to work on Photoshop.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a video as well. Recasting classic films with <laughs> <laughs> rest. Yes!
0: Yes! Yes, absolutely yes. Oh, please. Greg, make it Disney, happen.
2: Disney's the Santa Claus, but instead of Tim Allen, it's Mick Foley.
1: Oh, a, uh, yeah, all three that's, faces. That's
2: just, just, just. Yeah, all three faces <laughs> are folly. Just goes to different houses, and then it's just, like, just Cactus Jack, a kid, so wakes up, just bam, barbed wire baseball and for you,
0: <laughs> and for you, little Roger, a barbed wire covered pane of glass. Thanks, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, away with me jumps out the window onto the announce table.
1: Dude loves this, brings a kid a prostitute. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, make it happen, make it happen,
1: make it happen.
2: But yeah, I think love actually, love actually but with Ric Flair.
1: Ooh, baby.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: baby. <laughs> oh, of the blocks oh no, no. It <laughs>
2: He's cheated on wives. He's had wives cheat on their husbands with him. <laughs> he could just play all the men.
0: <laughs> uh, we remember love, love actually very differently, you and, my, you and me. Yeah,
2: I'm, yeah but I'm, I'm a very cynical person.
1: It's just, it's just a very cold man, Scott. <laughs>
2: if I had a soul, it would have left by now. <laughs>
1: Well, um I think any anything else you want to add there, lads, or are we Bo ready Dallas, to wrap up?
0: Bo Dallas versus Orange Cassidy, make it happen.
1: <laughs> yep, I'm down with that. Uh, well yep, solid picks there, guys. So thank you for running through that list. Um quick plugs get out of the way. I'm gonna completely embarrass Garrett now. Um, if you want so Garrett does streaming and if you haven't seen already, Grodd's, Grodd Grod has a t shirt. Yeah, and I like well, yeah. bought it as well. I bought it. When I have money, I will also be buying it. So yeah, me yeah. actually had a hand helping design this. Uh, there you go. We actually did it through Jackbox Games with him, didn't we, Scott?
0: Yes, yes. And uh, oh boy, Garrett uh, regretted the stipulation being, hey, whatever t-shirt wins this TK- TKO game, I will have as my next piece of merch. Because we took advantage of that liberty a little bit too much, uh, but yeah, no, he, he the 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 rightful winner ended in the end. It's a little frog that says, "Please consider my request." Underneath, <laughs> <laughs> the original design was great, but this one's even better. So yeah, uh, yeah please please give generously
1: with your wallets exactly it's only available uh as a recording this uh it's about another 23 days it's a very limited run uh so please give them please buy one and help support them I'm gonna be picking mine up as soon as I've been paid so please Mine's out.
0: in the post and I'll be wearing it on next week's
1: episode. Bam. bam, bam. Um, and usual plugs out of the way. If you want to find us on the socials, that's Bear Hook Club Podcast, Facebook and YouTube, Bear Hook Club Pod Instagram, and Bear Hook Club Twitter. And if you want to come check us over at the website, that's bearhugpod.wixite.com forward slash Bear Hook Clouds. Um, I'll leave a link to the actual t shirt website below, but if you want to go to our website in the meantime, I have put it on there as well. So Please go check it out. Um, hopefully, we'll, we will be back next week, and hopefully, we will be covering uh, the G1 Climax. But until then, take care, everyone. Goodbye.
2: Bye. Bye.